making eye contact with Richard Grieco during a spit roast. <laughs> sit on the toilet for 45 minutes. Yeah. Well, the funny thing was I, I had some ideas for the character. Welcome. We are back from the ballerlifestyle.com. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining the program. Episode 300. 27 of the show thank you for being a part of all of them hopefully you know people i said this before every month every single episode of the show gets downloaded at least once that means people are going back and listening to episode at least one person every month goes back and listens to episode one or episode 12 or episode one 24, all of them, every episode of this podcast gets downloaded at least once every month. That's pretty impressive. That's pretty exciting for me. Uh, thank you for joining us. If you're not already subscribed, go to the episode notes of whatever app you're listening to the show on right now and subscribe to our bonus content, redcircle.com. That's where you get the, uh, the typical, the non-COVID era baller lifestyle content where we talk about just weird stories that are happening in the world uh it's really fun so check it out redcircle.com or on your episode notes of whichever app you're listening to the show on uh, i am joined now as i am every week by ed daily ed how are you hey i would not recommend watching those or listening to those first few episodes well, the first like yeah. 20 or so or probably awful yeah we we're figuring it out but you know there's an evolution i would never go back and listen to him because it would be embarrassing and make me sad but you know <laughs> you want to see how, right. how yeah, much I mean, better I, we are i appreciate i appreciate that people are really digging deep but i just think they're probably terrible yeah just, just like stay with the new stuff just keep, uh, keep I, rolling with the new i have a couple things to bring up but why don't we move on to uh to the third part. Okay, we are also joined this week by friend of the show. He's here with us all the time. Everybody loves him. Fan favorite, Mr. Jason Stewart. Jason, what's up? Hello, everybody. He's got a, he's got a signature sign. You know on. what? Uh, I was waiting for it. I remember telling Brian a few weeks ago um, that we should probably do this one movie when they shut down California beaches for the second time, then we'll do this one movie review that I won't give away until Brian wants to. Did they have they shut down? Well, I, I well, the we title previewed. of the show is already going to be right, and also we we previewed it last week. So if some like if we were streaming and people listened live, they would already know if they listened last week. But we're going to be talking about Point Break today. Have they, Jason? Have they? Is that? L.A. County beaches, or that's all the beaches in the state. That's not that's not Orange County. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, L.A. County, which I live in L.A. County, so that's the only thing I care about. And uh, it's it's through the Fourth of July weekend, which is huge. And I I think that we are getting closer and closer to if people go and watch the uh, the mayor in Jaws tell Roy Scheider that we got to keep the beaches open. Um, I really think if if you just substitute certain words with COVID nineteen, it's going to be the exact uh, play out in in live action this weekend. 
the 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 sad thing with all of this is now when you're seeing footage of around the world of countries that have like kicked it i understand the united states is very big but it was just you know if you you wear your mask you you take certain precautions you can blow through this thing a lot quicker <laughs> we're just yeah. making it last forever yeah. yeah that's true it's you it's know and i'm away. i'm i'm sorry the rest of the country is starting to feel what was going on in New York uh, in early April. But, uh, you know, just wear your fucking mask. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Wash your hands. But that, even even that, like, yeah, you should wash your hands anyway. I rock. That shouldn't be pandemic related. Just wash your hands. Yeah, I rock my bandana because I look like an outlaw. And I wash my hands on the reg. And, and I have one of those little sanitizer things in my car. So every time I like pump gas or that's it, anything like but that. don't go to a crowded beach bar and everybody yeah. on top of each other. Yeah. Like, did, Hey, I, I read one Chicago bar is responsible for like 91 cases over the span of a weekend. Oh, that's a lot. And then all those Stay 91 gave it to some yes. other people. Yeah. They're, they're um, talking about, they're talking about the lack of ventilation in indoors in most places. Um, and, the ventilation is so poor in just about any restaurant or bar that they are they are so hazardous. You're almost guaranteed to pick this up if you go to a bar without a mask and just socialize. That's why Florida and Texas, the, the, the rates are going up so high, is because they are gathering in large groups, young people in bars, and they get it. Then they go out and spread it. After this is uh, over, assuming this ever ends, can we all just agree to cancel the word droplets? <laughs> yeah. I've had I was going to say, enough. let's cancel handshakes. But, well, um, handshakes are canceled. Those are never coming back. Um, so two things. You know how there are stories that are forever or people who are forever in the news, but you don't totally pay attention to it. You just are kind of aware of, of a type of news story. Yes. One of them – is J.K. Rowling, I've heard like, oh, she's kind of butting heads with people in the trans community. And I just thought it was like inelegant language or whatever. But I read today, like she is really dying on this hill. She she apparently uh, was praising Stephen King, then found out that he tweeted trans women are women and so she deleted her praise of them and unfollowed them what? like what what is going on what like, is she, what does she care it's, it's a weird thing to care about yeah. like but and apparently this she's been in the news because i i'm only sort of aware but her fighting with the trans community for like a few weeks but then today this story i was thinking man you're really digging deep you don't you you praised she praised Stephen King for retweeting her about something else. She's like, oh, I, my love for you has grown even more. And then she deleted it when she found out. It's just a, it's a weird hill to die on. People, yeah. people are fucking nuts. I agree. I've, I had nearly no awareness of JK Rowling, Rowling prior to this. And this is, that's the most I've ever heard about her is what you just said. That's a, that's all I know. about. I'm JK a late comer. Like most of my um, adult life, yeah. People that find out that I read a lot, you know, I, I like to listen, read a lot. You listen. A, a, a lot of a lot of adults have told me throughout the years, "Have you read the Harry Potter series?" And I always just thought it was a book for eight year olds or whatever. It is. Um, and I I succumb to that after like the tenth independent person told me I should do it. I just did it. 
read all the novels and watched all the movies afterwards. And I have to admit, I very much enjoyed it. So you listened to the the podcast of the books and then you went and watched. You could have just watched the movies without doing the listening to the books part. Nope, not true. I, I read and I listened through through WhisperSync. Yeah, he just had the movie without the without the uh, vision part. And then he right. then he watched it. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I just I mean, I know it's a big deal, but sure. I just didn't. I just didn't realize yeah. it's a very weird thing to keep coming up in the news. She's she's filthy rich. She so what, rich. what what would she care about? This? this is a weird thing. And then she'll like she tried to clarify. She's like, no, I support gay rights. But it, and so she's got like certain areas that she likes and certain areas she doesn't like. It's just it's a weird Amazing. thing to destroy your legacy over. No, um, the other thing that I've always been sort of aware of, but had never really paid attention to this guy, the the, the Dilbert guy got retweeted into my like somebody was making fun of one yeah, of his tweets. Scott and I had always heard he's a, like a weirdo. And then I looked at his Twitter feed. He's insane. Oh, really? What's he yeah. say? Well, he's, you know, he's very, he's the aggrieved white guy. Yeah. He's very angry. And, being white. It's and never been harder to be white. And he says stuff like, you know, the people don't like me. They're artists, but their brains don't work properly. Like they don't have logic like I do. He's, he's just oh. insane. Oh, he's a narcissist. He thinks he's special. And, and Dilbert, my shitty old boss, used to put like she would put some of those clippings on her uh, in her cubicle. And I always thought it was painfully unfunny. Yeah, so unfunny. Also, <laughs> he has like 70 billion dollars based off Dilbert. He can't he can't draw and he's not funny and he's so fucking rich. And like people have to like people have mugs because they're like, oh, this stick figure guy works in an office. I work in an office. I should get a mug. Right. Hey, this boss doesn't understand me. That's it. That's, <laughs> That's the it. joke. That's the joke. Constantly. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I, I, I had always been aware that he was he was like an angry dude. But yeah, he really is. Yeah. Um, Jason Stewart, have you listened to any Dilbert books on tape? <laughs> no. Jason? Hey, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I've never done Dilbert. Um, no, and no isn't is it, is it not a comic strip? It's a comic strip. Isn't it because one of those that, ones that's just a square? Like the family circle? Uh, Talk about unfunny. Family circle. Oh, I, Billy's in the mud again. But isn't there like a Jesus aspect to the family circle that I'm that I don't quite follow? Sure. I'm sure. I'm sure that it is. But but it does remind me, I, I wasn't a comics guy growing up at all, whether it be Marvel or the newspaper comics. No, no. But, hashtag but, hetero. But, yep. But it is it does remind me of maybe one of the more aggravated uh points of the movie that we're about to review oh, comics. oh yes. yeah we'll yes. get to that we'll get to that um, okay let's oh yeah something hey, else speaking there? of books oh you did you write one have any of you read a good book by somebody on this podcast because it's out now i read the serial book but i will be reading this, during my summer it, reading period i will be reading heroes and jerks a million times better than the serial book oh yeah is it, is it better than dilbert <laughs> well that's that's a high bar. I don't I don't know if I can cross that. Since there's no audio version, will Jason Stewart ever read it? I'm doing air quotes. Right See, now. that's what I was just about to say. So it's probably like um, it's probably like fifth in my queue. 
but it's on my to to read list. But it not being an audio form does move it. It does move it back in the queue. You know, I enjoy reading and listening. And you know, if I'm going to go for a long walk, I can I could. I could cut through three chapters and then I come back and I sit on the toilet for 45 minutes because oh, I, I go once a week Gross. and I, I and Jeez, I can kill you and I drink can more read, water. Jeez. I can read two chapters once I get back from my long walk Have that I'm listening. Salad. To. What is wrong? Yeah. Mix in a salad. Drink, drink water. Yeah, Drink water. Are you just eating mozzarella sticks? Mix, like how, yeah. how are you waiting what's, once a week? What's in the diet? I just like that um, I'm 47 years old and a couple guys, you know, near my age think that they could just give me some like uh, really like low quality, eat some fiber advice as if I hadn't tried that by now. No, do you drink? How often do you drink water? I drink a ton of water. That's okay, not the problem. That's, I, that's usually the big problem with people. They don't I, have a, I have an unusually slow metabolism. My digestive system is... Uh, is very irregular, so it's just uh, so you, I don't know what to say about it. You frequently listen to books on tape while you're greasing the can. Oh, come on, Ed. No, so that's what, that's when I read. That's when I read. So no. I read. Oh, okay. Read. Okay, okay. Let's listen. You guys want to do some voicemails? Let's do it. Okay, we're doing it. He's so easy to hate. Your time he likes to waste. His calls are far from great. His calls are far from great. He's such a stupid fuck. He seems down on his luck. His voicemails really suck. His voicemails really suck. No one's enjoying him. He's so annoying. Plus, so fucking boring. And worthless, but he's got nothing else to do. And he's even worse than ish, ish, ish. Miss old ish. His thoughts are useless, shit, 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 shit. He's fat and got big tit, tit, Jason Stewart is former and possibly current listener ish. Is he one of your 20,000? Oh, I noticed we checked last week, Jason. Ish your Twitter ish numbers are dwindling. Yes, ish in Memphis. Is he one of your Twitter followers? I have no idea. I haven't heard that name in more than 10 years. Why has he come up? Is he a he's listener? He's in the song. He's in the song that was just playing. He just, oh, that's he, what he's referring to? In, Ish? Yeah, in the song, Brad in New York, in the song says um, he's even worse than Ish, 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 Ish. The only referring thing that comes up. Ish, who's, a, who's a good guy, fan of me. Are you sure? Are you sure Ish is still with us? No. He, I, well... You never know, but he didn't. He like send a one word. He did. Or I mean, a he one did. line did. email like two months ago, a month ago. He's like, yeah, I'm still here. He may be, and I will. I don't know this about Ish. So Ish, forgive me if I'm wrong, but Ish, Ish could be one of those captains out there that's that's a was a really big fan of a former member of the crew on this show who no longer appears here. And so some people were very hurt by that. And Ish could be one of those people because he definitely was a huge fan and would ask very uncomfortable questions. And Wait, is this, how is this happening? I don't know. I just, I just got a tag, a, a tweet. RIP Ish in Memphis. <laughs> Shut up. I don't understand. This is insane. No, Somebody just, possible. 
I, no, I sent that. I just sent confusing. you that text with the Twitter, with the tweet. But that's the first Buffalo thing that comes Gruden? up. Buffalo It's the first thing that came up okay. when I, I looked him up. Well, oh, he gets bullied because oh, oh. Ish. Oh, oh, you you sent. I thought that was a tweet that just came out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You. He um, Ish gets bullied a lot online. Okay, I don't Not see by his. Us. What's his handle? It's I don't know. Ish in Memphis. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not seeing. That. I don't know if he follows me. I don't, I don't know. know. Okay, let's let's listen to this voicemail. Yeah. Right, right. Thanks, E.G. Edward, boy Manuel from Gardena. So check it, man. Uh, so, Jason, we know Manuel and Gardena. He definitely follows you on Twitter. No doubt. He's one. Yeah, I hear from all the time. He's Matt. You know him as Matt, though, right? Matt like something. that's his. No, no, he he's he was Manuel and Gardena when he called oh, uh, my local show oh, when I was oh. when I was locally in L.A. He he called my show as Manuel when you were when oh. you were when you worked with Leanne Tweeden and Bill Ryder. Yep, yeah. exactly. Okay. okay, let's see what he has to say. Pushing into July here, damn near. Meaning we are ninety day plus into this whole COVID adventure. Uh, wanted to reference one. Barbara Beetlejuice Ferreira, uh, the L.A. County official that has been um, given the responsibility to give Los Angeles citizens their daily COVID update. And while this thousand-year-old spirit Beetlejuice has seen damn near every kind of pathogenic monster. Okay, I can't really let... I can't really let Manuel continue, and I'll tell you why. I don't, I don't even understand what's going on. So no one within the sound of our voices right now knows what he's talking about. So, Manuel, <laughs> your reference is too narrow. No, no one that's listening right now watches <laughs> the local news to, find, to get the, the local COVID update from – L.A. County Health Commissioner Barbara Ferreira. And then also you're calling her her calling her old and ugly. And she's not really enough of either of those things to make fun of it. So it's like not it's it's a reference that no one gets. And then the fun, the <laughs> part where you're trying to be funny, you're wrong about. Um. One thing I will say about these uh, these days we're living in, I think it's the salad days of sign language interpreters. Oh, it's great. It's great. I mean, every every news conference you see these, yep. you know, one is more nobody will top the uh, the Atlanta governor. I mean, the uh, Georgia governor one. There was a guy who looked like evil Dave Letterman, but there are so many good ones. They're all trying to outdo each other. Yeah. Well, so I didn't. And I could be wrong about this. And I wanted to ask, maybe there's somebody in our listener. So you know how they all style it. I thought that they were like just being fancy, but that's a way, I think that's a way they uh, convey the tone of what they're saying. Cause otherwise it's just words. So when they're being like really expressive like that, that's like part of the sign language where they're letting you know the feeling of the words. Am I wrong about that? That's what, that's what I've taken because Every that, single one of these sign language people has like a style where they really style it. But I think there's got to be a little of both to it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's like this. Uh, I, I was just about to ask why you think they do that. And that that reason makes a lot of sense. 
I'm I'm done. I'm done worrying about that part. But But I do make sense. But but don't you notice that they're all I mean, everyone's really going for it these days. And not every speech is. I mean, overly expressive. Um, They I think that's part of it. Remember when um, remember when Trump got all that shit for uh, for mocking a handicapped guy on the on one of his rally podiums? It's almost like every time they get into a certain word or a tone or whatever it is, I, I, I see them like imitating Donald Trump, imitating a handicapped guy. That's what it always goes through yes. my mind when they get to the certain word or phraseology or something. And it looks more disturbing than, than anything else, but they are, it's distracting. Yeah. Very. I just sent you guys the picture of the evil David Letterman oh, yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> he was great. He's he my favorite of all. He does kind of looks like Santa Claus. Okay. <laughs> Um, here's another, here's another voicemail. Hey guys, I just wanted to recommend to anybody that is listening to the podcast that's not yet a member of the, or not a subscriber that they definitely need to do that. Uh, they're missing out on a ton of great material. Um, well, I know you know, what he's talking about. Where else can you find out about Richard Greco and, uh, his <laughs> shenanigans with, with our good friend. So, uh, anyway, just like I said, you guys are doing excellent work and, uh, wanted to make sure that everybody that's not members takes care of that business and subscribes. Hey, I appreciate that LSU Lala. If he, for those of you that aren't subscribers to our premium content, LSU was describing last week on the show, we had Johnny Depp visit, and he told us about back in the day, accidentally making eye contact with Richard Grieco during a spit roast. <laughs> totally forgot about and that. How, how oh, yeah, I wasn't on the show at the time. That right, was, you, that was had, you had stepped away while I was interviewing Johnny Depp. I appreciate that. Um, he was he was embroiled in a threesome controversy in his divorce battle with Amber Heard and uh, he he recall you know because Johnny Depp he's a real ladies man he recalled that I think his his scarf or bangle bracelet may have gotten intertwined somehow with Richard Grieco's many leather crucifixes that he wears <laughs> and they then they inadvertently Drew eye yeah, contact during it a got, roast. It came yeah. off the rails a little bit. Yeah, yeah that's the, the, yeah, that was tough. Uh, but yeah, subscribe. Ballerlifestyle.com. Top of the page is a link. Uh, a couple emails and we'll talk about the movie. Ballers. Hashtag current episode. Hashtag every episode. Hashtag Friday facts. After listening to your breakdown of the movie, I had a nitpick that was not mentioned in the rundown, but one that really punches me in the face and drives me crazy. Bill Simmons on his Rewatchables podcast pointed this out, and I can never watch this movie without it annoying me. After the Monday night football game, he leaves the stadium. Of course, we're talking about Jerry Maguire. After the Monday night football game, he leaves the stadium, goes to the airport, would have to return his rental car, catches a flight to L.A., drives to Dorothy's house, and the support group meeting was still going on. What was it? Three in the morning, Brian? Is this even possible, being that you know the city? Drives me crazy. 
Also, in regards to dating a much younger woman, I agree with both of you. Since I am in MILF and even GILF age group, I can't imagine dating someone younger than my daughter. She is 23, so that can be my benchmark for the rest of my life. Gotta always stay ahead of her number. LOL. That is from Doug, the Canadian living in Houston. Okay, hold. So, wasn't that was that game not in Phoenix? It was in Phoenix. So your Monday night football starts at six. six. Yep, ends at nine. It's, see, for us, it's nine. Yeah. So. He, so it, but but I mean, it just takes a long time to get at there's interviews and all that stuff. Yeah, like the, yeah. after the game, he was the, he was the, the last guy to leave the stadium kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that's an error, but you know, he could have theoretically say he, he say he bolted right, you know, pretty close to after the game ended and maybe he, he had a private bird. He could have taken a cab to the was airport. He a rocket sled. No way. Take it. He could could have taken a cab to the airport. It's a one hour flight to L.A. Another cab. Maybe she lives in like the Hawthorne. Maybe she lives in the South Bay, Venice. Maybe she lives near Jay Stu. Jay Stu lives five minutes from LAX. Yes. You know, maybe. Okay, that's still it's still a late di- divorce. It's a little late. Woman it's a little, hey, hey, hey. Where else those bitches got to be? They got no man. They're all hanging out. They, those things can go late into the night. I remember my grandma, she'd have her friends over and they'd be fucking flapping their lips in Spanish all night long till one, two in the morning. So wow. not impossible. It's a bit of a nitpick. I have a, uh, I have a question yep. um, and I'll, I'll pose it to you two, but I also kind of want our, the listeners to play back at us on Twitter. Cause I think it's, it's, it's viable. It's a viable question for people our age. Say you had someone walking around with you 24-7, okay, and their sole purpose when you had a romantic thought or you were being romantic was to play one song. Yeah. Would it would it be Secret Garden? No. No. <laughs> or Take My Breath Away? Neither. What about Marvin Gaye, Let's Get It On? No, no, the, the, oh. the, it's a 50 50. Oh. It's which one of those two are you it's, choosing? Well, it's definitely. It's going to be the top gun. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Take my breath away. Not that. That Springsteen one is horrible. Really? Yes. I love I think, awful. It's, it's I think awful. it's his worst song, maybe. Yeah, it could be. Oh, my God. Easily. I love that song. Easily. Um, so while we're still talking about Jerry Maguire, um, I know our friend toe cutter in real life. And he sent me this text. Right. So I make a simple and humble request for a debate of the loudest comer in each movie. You guys do Jerry freaking McGuire with, with ass clown, Tom Cruise and nothing. So he was not pleased with us for forgetting that. So, well then hold on. Song. It's a great song. Jerry Maguire, all the characters. Jason Stewart, you can play along. You're obviously very familiar with this horrible movie, Jerry Maguire. Ed, we'll mm-hmm. start with you. Of the characters in the movie, Jerry Maguire, who is the loudest comer? Now, you would think 
this is a layup. Pretty much any movie he's in, you're thinking he's going to be the one. Yep. But Tom Cruise is not the one. It, it's Cuba Gooding. I mean, it's such it's 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 like the one and two seeds of loud movie commerce. It's not fair that they should have to face off in the first round. Yeah, <laughs> we texted about this, didn't you? Say this is Sosa and McGuire of loud right? commerce. Yes. Yeah, it's the it's the. Uh, Yes, it's a it's a it's a heavyweight title fight of loudcomers. Uh, it's the Thrilla in Manila. Jason Stewart, your thoughts? You know, Jerry Maguire. Per- who is the loudest comer in I Jerry Maguire? The first person I thought about, um, and it's neither of the two leads, and and it's not uh, our good friend Jay Moore either. Bob Sugar. First person I thought about was Gwen mm-hmm. Fry. Wow. Yes. <laughs> I can see that. Smuggler's blues. It's the nature of the business. Yeah, I could see him really styling yeah. it. Yeah, I could I mean, see he's, that. He's too. used to performing. He's used to projecting, you know. Yes, he's or projectiling. And also he and, and Dan Henley hated each other's guts. So they would go, you know, they would try to outdo each other. So that he probably that even leads to the bedroom when he goes to ejaculate. He still has that competition <laughs> with Henley going on. So he's really like, Wah! like really like letting it out. Yeah. Like when it was his turn to, um, to have Stevie Nicks, I think that well, that his dynamic turn, was in I mean, play. It's, yeah. It's interesting turn of phrase there. Um, I gotta, I gotta go with Tom. There Cruise. was a lands. There's a landslide of <laughs> semen. I, I gotta go. I gotta go with with Tom Cruise here, Jerry Jerry Maguire, the title character. When he's doing that speech, uh, when he's le- when he's who's coming with me? He's like, I'm taking this fish. He's he's so overly melodramatic. He's when he's on the phone. Show me the money. Show me the money. He is the worst. He he's and also, you know how he like does his own stunts. He's like, I'm gonna actually, we're gonna do the scene. Yeah. But I'm gonna be flying the helicopter. Or he reads a script and he's like, Where's the motorcycle chase in this in the script? I need to ride a motorcycle in this movie. He's always got to do it all. The same the same when he ejaculates. He has to have the most memorable ejaculation that could ever happen. So you know he's like doing a soliloquy. He's got something prepared. He's like the Russell Wilson of loudcomers. It's Tom Cruise, the loudest comer. Uh, okay, another thanks for that, Doug. Oh, oh, we forgot to answer his question. Dating age. He says he's got a 23 year old daughter and assuming every year she has a birthday so he can the the youngest he can date is somewhat older than his daughter. There is a rule for this. And of course, everyone knows this. It's half your age plus seven. So I'm 45. So 22 and a half is half my age plus seven, 29 and a half. So just barely just girls almost turning 30 are open to me to date. That's the rule. Any any objection to that, guys? I mean, that's that right there is right in the uh, the middle of the millennial range. I think millennials are reaching uh, into their the second half of the decade, like 36, 37 years old. Um, and I, I mean, millennials are w- would just be too much. Oh, yeah. too I, I don't think I could too ever. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Th- there's way too many things. That, and by the way, they got the short end of the stick. You know, they 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 came up 
9-11 hits. Yeah. Then two, 2008, the, uh, the, the housing bubble, crisis. bubble breaks and we mm-hmm. go into a financial lost recession. Their mortgages. And, and now we're COVID. We're into, um, into the protests. I mean, they just can't catch up. They're, they're what, hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. Yeah. Because Student of all this debt. stuff, they're just, they, they bring way too much baggage to any relationship. Also, they're all on their devices. No one bangs anymore. Sex is, sex is canceled amongst millennials. That said, yeah, we, I never, I never heard the word incel or whatever the hell that, that uh, term right. is until the millennials yes. came wrong. Right? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, that being said, we talked about this last week. While I, I'm, I'm free to date 29 and a half and up based on the rule, the, the accepted rule of half your age plus seven. I only date age appropriate women. There you go. Cause that's all I'm attracted to is real yeah. women, actual women, strong women. Uh, okay. I haven't been yeah. on a date since the mid nineties. Yeah, so I don't really even know what's going on. Here. It's happily married. Good for you. <laughs> uh, okay. Here's another one. Hashtag Friday facts, hashtag one to the right. Hashtag current episode, hashtag blue circle, ballers. Great discussion on what's considered above average and how important it is to be one to the right. Okay, just I'll explain before I go on because some people might not know. We were talking about uh, penis size and I was, I've said many times on the show, I, it's better to have the rumor of a large penis than, an, than a too large penis. And I said, if you laid out all the penises, uh, on the left is Harvey Weinstein with the actual smallest penis that's ever existed. And then on the right is wood from the wood sitting on the bed memes, the biggest penis that's ever existed. I want to go right to the middle, find the very middle, the most average penis. And then I just want to be one to the right of that. Just one bigger than that. That's what he's talking about. Yeah. Uh, if, if given the choice, would you rather be one to the right on the cock scale or two to the right on the tongue talent scale. I'm also glad Johnny D made an appearance. We need his input when he has time. Keep up the great work. CB in SC. Uh, I, I'm, I, that's sort of a false dilemma you've pre- presented, CB. I will say this. Everybody should be generous, should think about other people's pleasure. Yes, having I, I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's important. Uh, one more, Jay Stu. Anything to add? No, you guys got it covered. I like that. Okay, thank you. Um, so hold on. This uh, there's like pictures here. What's going on? Oh, uh, oh my God! What is this? What are you? Sh- well, it's not. It doesn't really translate. But somebody's Dave in San Clemente has sent us an unfortunate picture of a of a guy in a mask, and the mask is a ball gag. So mm. thank you for that, Dave. I should have checked before we started. Okay. We're here this week. We're going to talk about Point Break. I'm going to play the trailer. Just feel what the wave is doing. Then accept its energy, get in sync, and charge with it. Rock and roll. Everybody friends of the ex-presidents. The ex-presidents are servants. Time, Mr. Carter. 60. Total commitment. Special Agent John Utah from aboard. You have to get out there and learn the moves, get into their head. I've been working on these fuckers for three months. We're talking about solid professionals. This was never about money for us. It was about us against the system. I'm ready.
which time the ex-presidents have robbed two more banks. More of a visual trailer. Uh, Point Break, nineteen ninety one. Which, by the way, if if the trailer is more visual than substance, that that's pretty consistent with the two hour movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it, it's a classic. Everybody's seen it. Of course, it's it was right in the heyday of Patrick Swayze. It was right during the come up of Keanu Reeves. I believe it was just after the head injury of Gary Busey, where he, I don't believe had a, it was pre helmet law and Gary Busey went over the bars of his Harley and his skull impacted a curb. Did, did that impact? Yes. Mess with his teeth. Yes. Oh, I don't because know. Yeah. The teeth. Yeah. The teeth. Yeah, the teeth. He's got like double the size of normal teeth. The teeth. This was right at the end of when they were trying to make Lori Petty a thing. I don't know why. She was in League of Their Own, I think, was the other big movie for her. Tank Girl. Um, Yeah, she was around. John C. McGinley, who's one of these. We talk about how fucking old is this guy. John C. McGinley is the same age in 1991 as he is right now. He's not he's right. the exact same. And same, same in Platoon and yeah. uh, Wall Street. Yeah, he's always been like around somewhere between like 48 and 52. I, I just have a feeling that, um, he's, that he's, he's one of those character actors in this business that has a ton of money in the bank. He has oh, yeah. so many credits. He works. And he's been in so many well, great scrubs. movies. And scrubs, scrubs, he, yeah. he made real money there. Absolutely. But I just think that when when if you had to like if you had to do a list of the top 20 whatever money makers in this town you'll have the top whatever uh 10 as like blockbuster stars and then you have the john c mcginley's of the world that did a ton of work and are still getting royalties every month yep they get royalties they got they get a quote you know if you're if you need you go hey we need john c mcginley for this he gets what he gets he gets he's got a price that he gets and that's what you pay to get him in a movie and you'll get you'll get the the same uh effort and performance he's 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 great in everything he was just recently in the rock which we discussed here which was a several years after this movie and he was the exact same same age and whatever he's in right now still the same age it's crazy um so first things first something that struck me besides this being another movie where no one seems affected by the rain Right away, they, they they let you know they're not affected by it. He's, do you think like when you're at Quantico and they're like, hey, it's our, we got to do the gun test today, but there's some squalls in the area. It's supposed to rain pretty hard. Why don't we just reschedule for tomorrow? Or they're like, no, go out, get your tightest T-shirt on. It's drizzling out. Maybe we should wait three hours until it's really full pouring right. buckets. Get your, get your tightest T-shirt on, tuck it into your jeans. Don't like... You could theoretically have a slicker or something that covers your head, but no, just go directly out into a driving rainstorm and take your shotgunning people test. But what struck me is the names that they gave these characters. Do you think they were like, look, this is not, we're not making a good movie here. We're we're making a fun movie. So we're going to name the main character, the ridiculous sounding Johnny Utah. And but then, you know why? 
He named him after Joe Montana. Oh, how did I not realize that? I'm so I didn't realize dumb. it until I, I Googled uh, yesterday. I just Googled like facts about Point Break, seeing if I'd learn Johnny anything interesting. Utah, Joe Montana. And that's, that's why they did it. And also, interesting fact before we get into the movie itself, there were two guys up for that role. Okay, 1991. Okay. Two guys up for the role in Point Break that weren't Keanu Reeves. Because this is this is early on for Keanu Reeves. He was not a star yet. Uh, this movie pr- arguably made him a star. Uh, I'm going to guess 1991. Was Tom Cruise too big by then? Oh, yeah. He was, he was big. big. He was Days of Thunder was Used. Yeah. Well, are they are they in the same vein as him, like an up and coming star? These two mm-hmm. people or are they more established? Yes. And also, no, they were they were uh, they were up and well, one was already kind of big. One, all right. So one was in. Uh, we were talking about Platoon. Sir Ben Kingsley. Ben oh, Kingsley. Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen yeah, was so, up for it. He's but so he was, bad. He was already in Wall Street yeah. and Platoon, so he was a bigger deal than Keanu was. Definitely. <clears throat> I'll give you a hint about the other one. <laughs> <laughs> How did he turn uh, that down? Well, the funny thing was I, I had some ideas for the character. I I thought instead of parachuting, we should uh, go to the Napa Valley and, and uh, frolic in the vineyards so we could uh, drink some wine. And uh, another fun fact is... Uh, Lori Petty got her break, her big break in Hollywood, starting with Richard Grieco and Fox's Booker. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so there was a connection there. Interesting. Yes. Fast. Well, it would have yeah. been a much so, different movie. Yeah. So Depp, right, 21 Jump Street, he he was probably similar profile to Grieco. Yeah. I mean, to Grieco, to, uh, to Keanu. Yeah, yeah, right. he, no doubt, no doubt. Because this was he could have been doing what was the heart? No, heartbreaker. What's the one that's like fifties? Yeah, I know John Waters movie. Yeah, right? didn't he? Yeah, and then there was um, oh, Edward it was, it was before he. Yeah, it was before he did the uh, the nineteen straight movies where he wore makeup in a Tim Burton movie. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, the other one, the other thing is they're like, hey. His partner's going to be called Angelo Pappas. Yes. And then, but then they go, hey, we can get Gary Busey for this. Okay. Well, let's still give it, let's still have him be a Greek sounding person, even though he's got, he's got blonde hair and blue eyes and he looks completely Nordic. It, 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 uh, it sounds like, uh, uh, you know, this place over here where, uh, where Brian came and visited me on Venice Boulevard, oh, yeah. very like international foods. It strikes me as just a place there? I would no, drive they had, by. Like, they had like little bags of chips. No, no. I'm talking about Old the restaurants in, in my area, in oh. my, in oh, my, uh, sorry, in my neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. It just reminds me of something that I, I would just be driving by and it would be Angelo's Papas right. and it would be right. just a Greek restaurant. Yes. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a Greek sound. Like just change the name. Just go. Ha- have somebody go into Word or whatever final right. draft. You can, you can replace all. You yes. can you can just say wherever it says Angelo Pappas, yeah. change it to Gary <laughs> Stevens. We got a guy that does not look like an Angelo Pappas, and yet we're going to continue to call him Angelo Pappas. Another thing is that this we we learn that Busey Angelo Pappas has been on the job for twenty two years. 
and, you know, he's working bank robberies. But when we first meet him, he's doing a training exercise where they <laughs> blindfold all the FBI agents and they dive in the pool and retrieve bricks from the bottom of the pool. What possible use could that type so, of training have no, for, a, for a bank robbery investigator? <laughs> I can't I can't speak to the the blindfold thing. I did the brick thing. You had to tread water for 15 minutes holding a brick above water to be a lifeguard. Yes. That was my yes. but like the, but what what's the what's the blindfold part? See? In case you you're searching for for a drowning swimmer that you don't know if they exist? Seems like appropriate training for lifeguarding. How often <laughs> Are you going to be investigating a bank robbery where you need to blindly dive into the body of water and retrieve a heavy object? I would say never. And Angelo should be a little busier because they said the L.A. had 1,300 bank robberies last year, which seems, seems like, like a, a big number. Seems it's like a big number. 1,300. It seems like, too, that it was it was it. That was the very end of robbing banks, right? Maybe maybe the movie Heat yeah. was the like people just don't rob banks. Like they that. made it pretty hard to do it. Yep. And I, I just it's it wasn't like one of the those things in the nineteen thirties or something where it, it was accessible and there was a ton of cash in there. You know, banks just became more and more elusive over the years. I wanna say this was one of the last few years of that. And by the way, um when we first see Keanu and he's looking really good. And I know they had the rain just to show off his pecs and all that stuff. Um, but that scene where he is diving around shooting targets um, was a perfect like primer for the rest of the movie in this respect. Um, Catherine Bigelow, right? Is that her name? Yes. Is that, yeah. Uh, yeah, Catherine yeah, yeah. The Hurt Locker. She, she, uh, you could tell that she wanted to give you a, um, a lot of, of slow motion action. Yeah. And just when you've had enough of it, she gives you three more minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's a, it, that, that yeah. shooting scene could have lasted, could have lasted about a minute. <laughs> and it, it lasted it five last a long time. And don't you feel like when we were kids, eighties movies and some nineties, they often featured this shoot the random person oh, yeah. popping up. Oh yeah. Scene. Oh yeah. And that's, like, I don't I think it's like a I've real training. 20, I've seen it 20 times in 80s and 90s movies, but never since. It was because it was perfected on the short-lived 1980s sitcom Sledgehammer. Sledgehammer. Where Sledgehammer would just shoot every target. <laughs> just it'd be like a little old lady with a purse and he'd just blast her. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think that's a real training. I recall seeing it in Magnum Force and then Dirty Harry goes back and he digs one of the bullets out. And that's how he realizes that it's cops doing the murders. Yeah, it's uh, it was in every movie. Now you never see it anymore. Much like Quicksand. Um, these guys, the, the, the robbers in this movie, okay. It's a, it's a team. Wait, they, but first, yeah. what, how does Gary Busey, he gets out of the pool oh, yeah. and he starts describing, Oh, I'm getting assigned yes. this new guy. What are the odds? What does he say? Right. He's young, dumb, and full of cum. No, that's what, no, McGinley says that McGinley, oh, says, oh, right, right. <laughs> McGinley says that to Keanu Reeves. Where he's like, I know guys oh, you're, like you. You're right. Yeah, right. He's, no, right. He says, yeah, you're like that. And then Gary Busey says something about him. They do. You know, when you're a boss, 
when you're a manager, it's this is why everybody can't be a manager. The the point of being a manager is delegation and giving putting the right people in a position to succeed. It's interesting that in the FBI you would get hired into a new job and your boss would immediately hate your fucking guts. He's like, fuck you. I've seen guys like you before. You're a fucking piece of shit. You're young, dumb, and full of cum. You don't know shit. Get out. Like, that's not really a good way. Like, you just met him. You don't know anything right, about you, him. And if he does well, it's good for your career. Right, right, exactly. It only helps you. And meanwhile, Keanu Reeves, like, he's 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 really over the years has endeared himself to people. He seems like a really great dude, but back then he definitely had the, the, the persona of being dumb. And I think it was like a lot, a lot of the movies he was cast in. And like in this, like he grabs a crumb donut and he's like, I love these. Like he just, like he just came here from a different planet. Yeah, like he's Starman. Yeah, it's like, what? It's a donut, dude. Like, yes, you like, we know about donuts. He doesn't even describe (laughs) So, but to, to yeah. Ed's point, Ed's point. So John C. McGinley has the uh, young, was it full of cum? Yeah. Line, which young, dumb, and full of cum. I'm, I'm not a big like point break quote guy. I, I know there's a segment of people and it, it's one of these um, uh, kind of cult, cult classics, but I don't walk around like quoting this movie. I've never heard that outside of this movie. Like that was not just some kind of like a, a, a catchphrase that everyone was aware of. It's think actually, of a buddy. Think of a buddy saying that. Hey, this guy's young, dumb, and full of cum. He'd be like, "All right, yeah. uh, oh, you know what? I forgot. I got something to do." No, that, was, gotta, that, was, that was definitely around. Like that's a known thing. Really? Like, oh, yeah. I don't remember I, that. I've never heard that. Not when I was growing up. But anyways, Busey's the one who. And by the way, it's the first of probably fifty times that Busey basically. Uh, tells people that the only thing he has going for him in his in his pathetic life is that he's worked a long time. I have a lot of experience. Yeah. There's nothing else that's good about him. And he he says to Keanu that he was working when Keanu was yes. a baby yeah. taking yeah. a shit and rubbing it all over his face. Yeah. Was yeah. it, wasn't I that was- his life? Right. He said, I was take I wrote this quote down. I was taking shots in Quezon while you were taking craps <laughs> yeah. in your hands and wiping it on your face. But what? It, that was I mean, I've that was I've McGinley. Two kids. Yeah. Yes. No, no, that, that no, last no, no. one was Busey. No, that last one was no, no. Busey, because he says it another to somebody else. Oh, I was doing this when you were this. He he says it to someone else too. Oh, that's before right. he punches it, McGinley. Yeah. He, before yeah. he punches yeah. McGinley, yeah, right. he says the same. But yeah. I mean, I've 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 been by babies I've been pissed on and vomited on. I don't ever no. remember an incident where no. my kids grabbed their shit and smeared no. it on the face. No. Who? What? Never seen that. Never seen it. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like that, and you know, there's problems with the script. Yeah. But I think that feels like a Busey ad lib. Possible that, head you injury. Know, he, had, he had the head injury, so he thought that was – Clever. I I read a review I think on the 25th anniversary that that was convinced that Busey ad-libbed all of his lines. Uh, I don't. I'm not so sure he knows what he's doing. I don't. Of- I don't. Yeah, I don't feel like he's really able to remember a lot since the since the injury since the right. incident. But uh, they show the bank robbery, right? Yeah, the, the bank robbery, and I'm wondering to myself, like, I get it in. For the movie, the president's masks, it's a good gimmick, right? They're like, hey, these guys look like presidents. They're imitating the presidents while they're doing their robberies. It's pretty good. But in practicality, 
those masks, very difficult to breathe in, very difficult to see out of. You think you would want something that gave you all your faculties because it is literally a life and death situation you're going into. Does it make sense that you would wear the the peripheral vision? Yes. You have none. The peripheral vision is what you need when you're robbing banks, right? I liked in uh, baby driver where they, they told the guy to get Michael Myers mass, uh, and he brought he bought Austin, Austin Powers, Powers Max. Yeah, that was pretty, that was pretty good. <laughs> that was but really uh nice. but I I also was laughing thinking about he was still alive at this time. It's possible Gerald Ford watched this movie he's and like, when the, the, Ra- the and it's Reagan, Carter, Nixon, and LBJ. Yeah. So he's just skipped. Yeah. And also and same Bush one. Bush one was a president well, at the well, time. Bush one was the current president, yeah. so fine. But they, they specifically, they went from LBJ to Reagan and they skipped one guy. Yeah, that's kind of fucked. I agree. I agree. I, I never put that together. I, I do like that, um, that Reagan felt the need every time they robbed a bank to tell everybody that he's scaring the shit out of that. We are the ex presidents. Like, I, I don't know yeah. what that serves. The, tell, do they really care who's putting a gun to their head and robbing the, the bank? Do they, do they need to have a branding to it? Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. There's a lot of, and we'll get to this later because I'm going to make a point about Ronald Reagan in this movie. There was a lot of exposition. There was a lot of, here. we're here and here's what we're doing. And, <laughs> and really just wanted to style it out. How about you just... Quietly watch for the hero factor and you let Turtle from North Shore and a couple of other dudes get all the money and you get the fuck out of there. It's- I was looking up the actors. The one, There's Turtle. Yeah. And then the other guy, his name's like Bojack Horseman. Like his real name is like Bo, some, Bo Jesse. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's the one who's acting, the, oh, yeah, overacting Bo, the most. Bo Jesse Christopher. Yeah. He, gr- <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just it's just an interesting. They have an interesting style of bank robbing. So Angelo Pappas has this theory. He's like, it's surfers. It's surfers because there's, there was carnauba wax and it's really, it's really, he really goes a long way. I I feel like there, this is so overwritten that you could have just had one simple, like we got part of a flip flop footprint or something, you know, there was sand left at the scene or they were wearing, we saw saw that one had board shorts on under his suit, like something easily explained, but they went this whole long distance. And by the way, when they, when he, when Keanu Reeves gets hired, John C. McGinley's like, we don't drink, we don't smoke, we don't fuck. We just, we just work. And then, um, then they're, (laughs) they're immediately investigating the case and they have just tons of beers there and a bottle of Jack Daniels. Yeah. They're drinking just like when we did weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. These guys are drinking beers and looking at printouts in the office. Yes. You know, you don't, you don't have to do it there. Yes. Like what, 
You like don't when need you, the beers in the FBI office. There, there's better places to spend your free time. Totally. When you when you just know Busey, when you you're just getting to know the he and Keanu and their their relationship, and Busey says that these guys have robbed so and so many banks, and ne- and we've never even you know gotten a sniff. That sounded like wow, these guys must be real smart professionals. But then by the end of the movie, I think Swayze tells Keanu something like. 30 uh, 30, uh, banks robbed and they haven't even uh, come close to finding us. And then it makes sense because Gary Busey's in charge of the bank robbery. That's why Gary Busey's in charge. It's not the other way around. It's not because they were a bunch of good professionals because you had a fucking dolt idiot in charge of finding right. bank robbers. He, he had he determined through his um, his Yoda like powers that he knew yeah. that it was surf wax. But yet he needed somebody to infiltrate and pose as a surfer. Right. To get it. He was just watching from afar. He was watching all the robberies from afar. Exactly. And so then so. Keanu Reeves is like, I'm going to take up surfing. So he goes to a surf shop, which is like at the end of Hermosa Beach Pier for some reason. And then he's. And that little boy died of an overdose in 2000. I read. Oh, I thought that that was he was in stuff. He was like a guest star on a lot of stuff. I could have sworn that he was a Culkin when I looked at him. I had to look that up. I could have sworn he was a Culkin brother. Well, he kind of had the bowl cut. Yeah, that's why I looked him up. He he looked familiar. And then it. yeah, he had a sad end. R.I.P. Um, so then he goes surfing and almost dies, and this, some chick saves him, Tyler. And then he decides that as part of his investigation, he's going to befriend her. And she, much like John C. McGinley, for no reason whatsoever, hates his guts. <laughs> she hates his guts. But maybe she caught him watching her get dressed with his binoculars. Could be. Could be. I like that was pretty creepy right away. Yes, yeah. I, I like that he found out some very personal information by looking at her arrest record. Yeah. Uh, looks like some shoplifting, some vandalism, uh, drunken public, and her parents were killed in a car wreck. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was that's a lot of information pre-internet for sure. And then she works. She also works at the the biker bar in Malibu. Yeah, I think that's what that. I've been yeah, to that place. Neptune's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so then, so then he he uses he gets this information and he uses it to befriend Tyler. And she's like, "All right, loser, I fucking hate your guts, but I'll take you for a lesson." And then she takes him out for a lesson, and it's a lot of. Um, popping up the pop-up on the beach which i never understood i never understood why they even show you that more than twice but they're doing it like all day and meanwhile people are walking down the beach just random people and they're like hey you fucking loser you suck (laughs) so i had a question about that i i've I've only been surfing a couple times my life poor i did it poorly but um it's hard but the the movie, a movie that we well, we've got to do at some point. North Shore spends an inordinate amount of time doing this, and this movie they do it again. Are surfers like so angry and territorial? Like there's there's such disdain for anyone learning how to surf. There is they, in some places because that's where that's where poser came from. I think the 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 uh, derivative of the word poser was a surfer. Yes, they they did hate that. They hated people that tried like, to surf. That was their they, thing. 
they spend so long in these movies just, oh, look at this fuck face who's, who's trying to learn to surf. Like, the people are walking <laughs> by and pointing and literally pointing and laughing at him. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah, I'm trying it's, to learn. It's a little it's a little over the top. I just couldn't imagine. I see where in my sleepy little beach town, I see people taking surfing lessons every day. I've never seen anybody point <laughs> and laugh and Yo, yell. Let's kick sand in this guy's face. Yeah, He's learning something. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and then they get so she takes him on a lesson and he's like kind of does good like he picks up surfing really quickly and then yeah. they get out of the water and then there's some other guy surfing and he's like Keanu's like mesmerized and she's like that's Bodhi is there only like five surfers and like they're in Malibu and that's, there's only like five uh, people that surf that's, there that's Bodhi they call him the Bodhisattva <laughs> Okay. Uh, and, and, as if any of those course, dummies have heard of the Bodhisattva. Of course, that was the um, the second or the third time that um, the director chooses to spend a good three minutes longer than she should have showing a surfer. And yeah. it had to be all the angles, slow motion, uh, dramatic music. Um, that, this was, I think, the first time that we actually saw this. The first of five or six times that we saw this slow motion surf thing that you, yeah. you, you say to yourself, yes, I know, I, I know it's surfing and it's cool, but we don't need this much of it. If anything else, I mean, <laughs> she spends so much time on that stuff and so little time on the storytelling um, that you become aggravated with both. Like I, yeah. you need to fill in the blanks with the story, spend three minutes less on this slow motion surf part. Um, Yes, but I mean, there wasn't much script there to work with. She was trying to get I, it up to two hours. I think she was tasked with making a two-hour movie and told to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. And I think, <laughs> I, I think I, I'm going to give Bigelow a pass somewhat on this. I, I think there's some cool aspects to the directing. I thought the foot chase. I think there's some cool stuff here. Very. But I, I think she had to stretch, like Brian was saying. I, I think she didn't have the, much. And the she, two. Yeah, go ahead. The the two jumping out of an airplane scenes could have been um, the the uh, the foot chase is another one of those things. Couldn't that, couldn't that have ended three minutes sooner? Yeah, did it have to no, go on kind of and yeah. on? To where he threw, yes. where he threw, We'll get to that. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So then the, then there's like a beach party. So we it turns out that Bodie and Tyler used to fuck and. But he's having a party that night, and he's like, hey, why don't you bring this loser or whatever? And then they go, and they have a party, and it's, it's, it appears to be the same place where the karate kid got his ass kicked. Yes. <laughs> and um, once again, there's a bunch of vehicles on the beach, what, which I can attest is you would have 75 million cops descending on you if you, <laughs> if you put one tire on any beach in the state of California. There would be helicopters. There would be people repelling. There would be – it's not allowed. It's not a thing. You can't just light fires. You can't just do whatever the fuck you want on the beach unless you're in a movie. That's that's funny. Yeah. Um, the uh, I texted my buddy. So they, they play football. And yeah. I take yes. the first thing I notice. First thing I notice about the football game, the, the quarterback goes under center. Yeah. And anytime you're playing like a friendly game of football, nobody's yeah. getting under center. That's no, no. you just that's hold, very you just weird. hold the ball out like it's going to be snapped. And then you say or, or you, you just roll yeah. back. Yeah. 
if yeah, if for some reason this is like people taking a little bit seriously, you would have shotgun. Yeah. But probably just the quarterback has the ball. Yeah. There's no need. Yeah. And then you count uh, some alligators. <laughs> and then my buddy texted me because he I I said I'm watching point break and he's like how about that football season uh, scene? Johnny gets through like 10 blocks. Swayze breaks 13 ta- tackles before the dramatic tackle in the ocean. He was like, it was like a 15 on 15 game on a 200 yard field. Bodie crossed the goal line 75 yards before Johnny tackled him. <laughs> right. It's pretty, it's a pretty far field. And There's I'll, so many bodies flying yes. around. Like it's real serious for a beach football game. And again, a, a brilliant bit of directing by Catherine Bigelow because they only sort of show Johnny Utah throw the football one time. And this guy was supposed to be a Rose Bowl quarterback from the Ohio State University. And he he throws it like a put. He throws it like it weighs 75 pounds. Like my man is was not. He's an actor. He's he's yeah. not a football player. Right. He's a thespian. Yeah. Uh, I will say Turtle from North Shore got pretty yoked for this movie. Yeah, he's jacked. He was a lot bigger. Yeah. Um, and also Tobias Beecher is part of the crew at the in the football so, game. Yes, the the gay for the I couldn't remember his name. The gay for the stay guy from Oz. Yes, plays Rosie the uh, the sociopath of the group. Yes, and they said that uh, Johnny Utah played beat USC in the Rose Bowl three years ago. Like that was the other thing. (laughs) Bodie, Bodie, even though he's a bank robber and surfer and everything, he, he still watches the pigskin on Saturday afternoons. Yeah. It really, you know, it's a real inconsistency though. I, I had an issue with that because I think everybody, everybody in there, especially if you grew up out here knows a Bodie, and like being aloof is a part of that. Like you could be really good surfer. You can, you can, um, have all the chicks in high school and just, be, but being aloof is a part of that. But he, he's a little too, a little too locked into the details of college football for my taste. It just didn't jive with his character, but I guess it kind of uh, plays into the, uh, the enigma that, that is Bodie. Right. Um, yeah. It's pretty interesting. Then um, there's, there's still, so miraculously this, uh, Johnny Utah takes one surf lesson. He he forces himself on one person, one girl in Malibu who just happens to be friends, <laughs> best friends with the gang that he's investigating. Yeah. And and again, another sample of overriding. They they're able to d- determine via hair samples that what beach. They got they get they get one strand of hair from a robbery and they're able to analyze it. And they're like, oh, it's got these um, qualities. It's got this kind of oil in it. And they're and and they're like, oh, that must be Latigo Beach. Great, great point break. As if, first of all, how many how many different beaches has Johnny Utah been out at so far? (laughs) He's he's served for three days. He know he knows all the beaches, and also when they go to the office and they start talking about the hair samples, Johnny Utah brings his surfboard into the office. We didn't want to leave he it in the walks, car. He just strolls into the office holding a surfboard, as if as if somebody's going to steal it from the FBI from a federal building parking, parking lot. lot. I think it would probably be pretty safe there. More than a couple cops around. Um. So then they go they go to that beach and. There's something happens there. They're all out there. Oh, well, they, 
another celebrity shows up. Isn't that isn't that the beach that uh, that um, um, Busey has his binoculars and he's watching Keanu surf and Keanu cuts off one of the bad guys? Yes. So that's that's a good point. So they're out there surfing and some guy takes off on a wave and then Uh, Keanu Reeves drops in on him and the guy's like, hey, asshole, go back to the valley. And then a fight ensues. But Keanu Reeves was the asshole in the situation. He was the person that was in the wrong, but they make it seem like the guys that were mad were just dicks. Okay, but hang on a second. Hold on a sec. Yeah. They were going to beat him within an inch of his life because hey, he right. cut the guy off with a wave? Hey, I, I mean, this is back to the whole rules of surfing. Uh, that is a rule. Too many and, rules. Hey, I don't know how they do it at Latigo Beach, but you got to be careful with that kind of shit. And as and I mean, they were, Johnny Utah should have known up. that. He already got punched in the face in the in yeah. the ocean. Punched in the face. Yeah. That wasn't extreme enough. That should have been enough. I agree with you there. Three He's of his like, buddies. Let me introduce you to my buddy, Anthony Kiedis. Yes. yes. So there's War Child, Anthony Kiedis, and two other guys, and they confront Johnny Utah at the showers, and then they immediately attempt to surf leash murder him. They're like, um, it's I, like, read, I read a funny, uh, funny thing in that, those fun facts that – Everybody showed up to choreograph the fight, and Kiedis, I think, blew it off. And so the guy's like, oh, fine. And then he had him get knocked out in the first – on the first punch because <laughs> he, he, didn't, he didn't participate. So they're like, okay, you'll just get one punch, and you're out of the fight. And by the way, I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention – uh, since since this guy is in the movie, the Red Hot Chili Peppers are an awful rock band. We know how you feel about the Red Hot we, Chili We know how you feel. I actually am fine with them from a time in my life. Yeah, early Red Hot Chili Peppers was good. Yeah. Me on my skateboard headed to work at Soup Plantation with the Uplift Mofo Party Plan or Mother's Milk <laughs> going in my Walkman. Absolutely, I was a fan. Um. So then... But luckily, Bodie shows up and bails him out. And Bodie can fight. This is, you know, this is peak right. Swayze. He's a dance fighter. He's obviously taken some martial <laughs> arts. We learned this in, in the movie Road, Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Yeah. He's a small guy. But also they make him the way it's shot. You got to get he it to this big little woman. Big. They make yeah. him look big. They make him look like he's a formidable dude. And he's fucking kicking people. He fucks up. He's like, back off, war child. Ends up fucking him up. Um, it was, it was pretty good. He's like, yeah, let me roll these guys. Hey buddy, do you want to come up to my party? We've hired a, uh, fire breather. That was kind of weird. Yeah. He, he has another you know, party. That doesn't exist at just a party. Like somebody, somebody's going to blow fire. No, <laughs> it's kind of weird. Um, like paid entertainment. Then they go, then they go, um, it's the middle of the night and they go night surfing. Cause it's like a full moon. And he's like, Hey man, stealth mission. Well, stealth mission doesn't mean no that it's dark. That means that you're sneaking. You can't in. hear them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Beyond the radar. Yes. Yeah. And and yeah. while they're all night surfing, Beecher from Oz is wearing leather chaps by the bonfire. Rosie, he's what is he doing? He also they to start a fire. There's there's a a bottle of lighter fluid that's eat has an easily twistable top that you can take off but oh, instead yeah. he stabs it with a knife and squirts it out of the side <laughs> of the lo- line of yeah yeah he's they're letting you know he's got potential for bad things by the way the uh the night surfing uh yet another example went way too long and yeah. 
And, you know, I think we got a little confused on what time of the day it was. I'm guessing it was after midnight. It was supposed to be in real time. But, you know, some of the scenes were lit differently than others. You know, the, the moon was way too bright to provide that lighting for that great shot of him getting a tube in the in the pitch dark. Um, yeah. So I was a, a little inconsistent with the lighting in the uh, in the night surf scene. I, 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 I have to mention that it was. Yeah, it was still I mean, it wasn't bad. It was, I feel like you're picking nits here. Yes. Yeah. So they 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 think that Warchild and Kedis and his buddies are they, they go back and they study their rap sheets and they determine, hey, these might be our guys. Let's go do an ill-conceived raid or it's, it's, not, like, it's one of those warrant. things. It's like one of those things. It's like um, investigative 101. If a bunch of guys have a huge rap sheet, then they must rob banks. Right. right. It's like the, the easiest way from point A to point B. And you know, you know they're uh, they're rough guys because they go up and they look in the window and it's morning time <laughs> and a guy is making a bowl of Cheerios but but uh, instead oh, of, yeah. instead of milk he's pouring a beer. <laughs> the, right, that's okay. not a thing. No, of course not. Why would you do it? like just don't eat that? Just find just something else to eat. Just have the beer then. Yeah. Have the beer and have the dried Cheerios. Exactly. You wouldn't pour it on. No. And in a house that is uh, that is filled with arsenal, guns, yep. automatic weapons that are far too extreme for a five-foot shot down the hallway, um, the biggest badass in the house is the woman in the shower. Yeah. She does the most damage of everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She wrecks. She, she fucks up. She She's showering. There's some stripper types hanging out. One won't let – like – they just hang out in the house in their G-strings and bras. Like, that's just <laughs> loungewear for them. Um, one is in the shower, and she fucks up Johnny Utah. Utah. She, he's lucky to be alive. She fucks He was in the Rose Bowl up. three years ago, and he's in the FBI. So he is like a – he is a supreme athlete, and he's trained – by the FBI, and she is naked and kicking the fuck out of him. Yeah, it's it goes bad. A lot of people get killed. Kedis gets his oh, they, shoots off his own he shoots foot. himself. Yeah, through his Reebok. But we determine that it was a it was a bad raid because the guy that was pouring the beer on his Cheerios, Tom Sizemore, was actually a DEA agent, and I thought it was a little prophetic that Tom Sizemore was like, you see what this is? And he opens a box <laughs> and he's like two keys of meth. And I was like, oh, Tom Sizemore, that's your drug. And, and one of the things that, that messed up the whole situation was the guy with the old timey lawnmower. Oh my was, God. The lawnmower. Who was wearing the lawnmower. There was a lot of time spent on the lawnmower. Jesus Christ. So, and he was wearing slacks and a nice short sleeve button down. He was not dressed like a gardener. So even in 1991, I'll tell you guys this right now. I don't recall ever having mowed a lawn in my life. I've mowed. Oh, I mowed tons of lawns in this era. I mowed zero lawns. (laughs) That lawnmower that he had, I, but I did work at a hardware store. And a lawnmower blade is like the one in Sling Blade, where it's like a long, flat thing, and it's and it swings in a circle, like a fan, like yes, a fan. Yes, like a fan blade. Perfect. This kind of lawnmower was like a front it's rolling like, thing. This, yeah, this is World War II this era. This is like lawnmower. lawn darts style. Like this is this can't <laughs> be legal. This right. this would take off 
everybody's hand that would go to use it. How, how could this have been in play at the time? It was insane. It's, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, it, it's exposed the whole time. So even even though you, you, you have guys fighting and with the knife and everything, but it, it you have to think that would have clipped many a gardener's foot or hand. It, it's dangerous for everyone, not just when there's a fight nearby. Yeah, it, it's, it was insane. So they, they get kind of reprimanded, but then um, Johnny's back at the beach, and this is a pivotal scene. Okay. And for a movie that's so overwritten in terms of the investigation of the case – that then they're so lazy on a couple of other aspects. Yes, exactly wait, right. Wait, wait, wait. Before you get to this, yeah. I know there's one of Jason Stewart's favorite pet peeves. When when Bodie's excited about surfing and he has to tell Johnny, what happens? The, he knocks on the door. Right. And then... Uh, maybe an eighth of a second later, <laughs> he starts pounding it like a yeah. madman. Yeah. Get out of here! Yeah. Open the door. Yeah, that's exactly right. I was just—I was just about to turn to my girlfriend watching it last night, and I was going to say that's what I mean—the impatient door knocker in every single movie. Yeah, he must have knocked thirty-five times in the four seconds that he, that he got to the door. And by the way, Swayze somehow knows where uh, Keanu re- lives, somehow knows where Utah lives. Yep. He goes to his house. He knows all about the guy already. And but and by the way, doesn't follow him to the FBI office. Yep. Yes. And, and Swayze's like, um, okay, I, 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 I have a feeling you're going to get to it here in a bit, Brian, but what was the inconsistency? Because that was one of the notes that I writ that I wrote. They spend a lot of time on the strangest of things and then they just gloss over like some key points in the plot. What were you going to bring up? Well, so they go, they go skydiving, right? But then after skydiving, they go for a surf sesh. And they go down to the beach and they're all out there in the water. And Nathaniel, turtle from North Shore, is going down the line. And I think it's Roach behind him. He's, they're both on the same wave. And Roach... Pulls down his pants. <laughs> to, to I recognize to that. To moon ass. the crowd, yeah. and and Keanu stops. Johnny Utah stops <laughs> in his tracks, yeah. and he's like, "I have to go." He, he's like, much like Paul in Tucson. He's like, "I recognize that ass. I have to go." He knew <laughs> because on one. Uh, <laughs> On one in one of the bank robbery scenes, they moon the camera and they have th- the guy has thank you written on his ass. This guy moons. Th- it doesn't still say thank you. It's just an ass. Right. If, if his ass said thank you, you'd be like, oh wait a second, I've seen this. He's yeah. just seeing another guy's ass from fifty yards away. Yeah, he has photographic ass recall. He is, and also also <laughs> from like, like a distance, like a far distance. Yeah, and also it's like dusk. It's like not even right. not even perfect light. And he's like, actually, I got to go. And he bounces because he's cracked the case. He realizes who the bank robbers are based on ass. It's insane. Unbelievable. And this is this is what I thought. I, I When I saw him moon the camera, thank you, whatever, I, I had assumed that was a signature. That's what they do. So not on. I mean, if you just want to size them up as bank robbers. 
not only do they announce they're the ex-presidents to everybody who wants to to tell the cops, they do the signature uh, moon on the way out. Okay, all the banks that they rob are like in a ten-mile radius. They. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about robbing banks, yep. but I thought you were supposed to spread it out a yep. little bit. Yep. And they they rob all the banks right next to the beach that they serve yeah. on. I, I don't yeah. I don't know as far as I mean, it's a good thing Busey was in charge okay. of the investigation because I, I don't know if it would have taken this long to figure them out. In their in, but their, that, in their defense, they had robbed something like twenty seven banks. One was in Encino. Oh yeah, that's true. They which did go the, over the, the, uh, the four hundred five. Yeah, yeah. Now now the uh, that part right there. So. Keanu just walks up to Busey like it's the next day and says, hey, I think I know who the bank robbers are. These guys that I've been rolling with or whatever. And then he says in dialogue what I think a normal movie would have shown him doing. In other, he tells Busey, I spent all day yesterday trailing Bodie. He was uh, scouting out a bank all day. I have a feeling they're going to hit that yep, bank. Yep. Now, in, I'm, you know, amateur movie making is why wouldn't they, instead of just summing it up in a, in a simple dialogue, like show him doing some investigative yep. reporting, like take off about yep. 10 minutes of your slow motion action scene yep. and maybe just show him doing some like nuts and bolts investigating. Yeah, yeah. And then when you go stake out the bank, maybe bring <laughs> more than two guys and not be so engrossed in what's happening in the family circle. I mean, he is he is laughing out loud, literally laughing out loud. Yeah. And he goes, Comics. this Calvin and Hobbes is funny. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> that, like, nobody wrote that line in history. Yeah, he's like Snoopy. I love <laughs> Snoopy. Like, oh, you're, he's at it again. It's and then, insane. And then, and, and then and I, at the end of this, I, I have a question for you, too. But at some point, as he's laughing at the comics, they're in front of the bank trying to see if these guys are going to show up to rob it. He send, he says, hey, I'm hungry uh, and I love this sandwich place right across the street from the bank. Can you, the guy that's been surfing with these guys for the last three or four weeks, uh, could you walk in front of the bank and then go to the sandwich shop to get me two meatball sandwiches? Yeah. Yeah. What was the plan? I need to know what the plan was. What were they, what were they going to do? Yeah. Yeah. What if they, if the uh, bank robbery was in commission, they didn't have the firepower to shut it down. No No backup. Yeah. It's insane. Um, so then there's the, the the long foot chase, Johnny's chasing Reagan. Um, the, Ronald Reagan well, does a weird gasoline blowtorch thing, much like they did in in uh, Zoolander. I was going to say that the uh, foot chase was preceded by the uh, by the car chase, but there was one part right, and and you think about what is the plan of Busey and Reese? They were supposed to just apprehend these these four psychos, the two of them. But anyways, they get into a car chase scene. They catch up to him. Busey does one of those moves where he pulls into the car and. For a brief second, he yells out the window, gotcha. And I'm yeah, thinking, doesn't got him. just pulling, pulling into their car is the first of about 10 more steps before you quote unquote, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, we got you. We got you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I, I'm, I guarantee that was another outlet. We, <laughs> right. we neglected to mention the part that just before this, just before, or, or no, it's just after this. 
um, he during the chase at one point Keanu Re- or Johnny Utah has has the drop on Ronald Reagan, and rather than shoot him, he attempts to tackle him, and he eventually gets away. He jumps into the Los Angeles River Channel, and of course, Johnny Utah re-injures his Rose Bowl knee that we learned about earlier in the movie that you knew would be something that came up again. But then he's home that night. He's home sleeping with Tyler, who attempts to murder him in the middle of the night. She she discovers that he's not a lawyer, as he's described, but he's an FBI agent. She finds his ID, which is. Gentlemen, guys, guys, if you got a chick, you're dating somebody, maybe you got some secrets from her. You can't leave that shit around. (laughs) I know. Well, well, how about this? They're going to, they're they're looking. Yeah. You're undercover and you got your FBI badge just laying around. But how about this? He plays it real casual after uh, Swayze uh, gets eyes on him. Yeah. Swayze looks back at him and says, that's the guy that we've been surfing with. Yeah. So what is the next thing he does? He goes to his place and sleeps with, uh, yeah. with Petty. Yeah. Where he, where, yeah, where he knows that he knows that he lives. Like they're playing this game where they're like, <laughs> they both know who each other are, but they're right. not, they can't say that they know who each other are. But Lori Petty sh- shoots a, his gun like eight inches from his head into the pillow next to him. First of all, how do they continue to have a conversation after that? Because both of their eardrums have been exploded from discharging a 45 inside of a domicile. A. Two, she gets pissed. She bounces. Here's a question. She, I got. she bounces. She bounces without pants on. She leaves without pants. Here's the question I got for you guys. And I didn't have time to zoom in. I did. Is, is Keanu Reeves a big nipple guy? Oh, I, I was talking about zooming in on Lori oh, Petty because oh, yeah, I was like, is yeah. she wearing underwear there? Yeah, is it? Yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> um, so, no, Brian, Brian was zooming in on his nipples. Yes. And that's yeah, well, I thought he might have yeah. big nipples. Yeah. So then she bounces and like he goes back to sleep or something. The next morning, Swayze shows up. They both know he knows he's an FBI agent. He knows he's a bank robber. He's like, hey, man, let's go get your boots. We're going skydiving. <laughs> If you ask me if I wanted to go skydiving, uh, Jason, tell me, ask me if I want to go skydiving. Hey, Brian, do you want to go skydiving? No, fuck no, I'm not going skydiving. <laughs> no, it's cool. We, we all jump out of the plane and then we hold hands in a circle. Uh, wait, well, hold on, hold on. Are you going to do like some dance moves in the air with your, yeah, we're gonna, with your we're dance gonna slippers on? See, like the, the, the joy of um, free falling gliding through the air is only cool if you hold hands with your buddy in a circle. Now that was definitely Swayze skydiving, right? Like, Oh, so it also said that he desperately wanted to do his own stunts and they're like, we can't insure this. Yeah. They can't, they can't do that. They can't have you go down alone. He he practiced by himself on, on his free time while this movie was being filmed and set up and then they didn't use it. And then they finally used one shot of him skydiving. But it was I, like extra footage because they couldn't they couldn't officially film anything. Yeah, I don't have anything to back this up, but I thought in California, especially you have to have like a thousand jumps with a partner before you could go down once. 
And then Keanu like Reeves, I don't know if he'd ever been down, and he and he, he figured it out. Uh, guys, I I pulled up the movie. I I got a picture of his nipple. I'm sending to you guys. It's a good size, right? He's got a good size it's, nip. He's got he's got decent size yeah, areolas. He's got, pe- he's got pepperoni nipples. I thought so. Yeah, pepperonis, and I also sent you Gary Busey laughing at the comic pages. So I, I, th- yeah. I think before the skydiving, though, uh, it was one of the great lines, right? When Swayze, um, they're at the bonfire at the beach, and the guys are like, "Man, an FBI agent is in our midst. I mean, we got to kill this guy. We got to do something." Um, Swayze starts talking about what their overall philosophy is, like. This isn't this isn't who we are. We're not going to we're not going to stop doing anything or turn away. We're going to show the rest of the world like that. There are still free willed people or something. And doesn't he use a line about uh, people in their metal caskets on the freeway? Yeah. Yes. And we're going to show them how to free live it's a, or something it's like all that. About freedom. He's he's he's. Uh... You know, he's got a higher calling to bank robbing than just robbing banks. Uh, He's a libertarian bank robber. Right. So they skydive together. He forces him to go skydiving. And then he's like, hey, look at this. And he's got his Rosie's um, big dude from Oz. What's his name? Tobias Beecher. Funky. All right. Tobias Beecher's got is, you know, could murder um, Lori Petty, if you don't do what we want, and what we want to do is go rob a bank. So they force him after they skydance. Oh, by the way, they skydive into Lake Powell, which I would like to point out is in the state of Utah. <laughs> that is no, there's no, they flew four, four hours in a small plane <laughs> to skydive, and then they're back in LA quickly after that. Um, they, I like the fact that they walked back to the vehicle. Like right. in one of those things, it's like you drop a vehicle off at the where you land and then you take that vehicle back to where the plane is. They just walked back to the to the airport from yeah. wherever yeah. they were yes. they were dropped off. I found water. the line I found the line, by the way. And this kind of sums up what uh Bodie and these guys were all about, right? He says, uh we were never in this for the money, guys. That's um we're we're about it's us against the system, the system that kills the human spirit. We stand for something. We are here to show those guys that are inching their way on the freeways and their metal coffins that the human spirit is still alive. It's crazy. It's, a, it's, a, it's just insane. <laughs> uh, so the, they force Keanu Reeves into like a um, Patty Hearst situation where they rob a bank. But again, that- there's a hero the last factor. bank is pretty awesome because they walk in. You see, you see a guy in uniform, like a security guard, and then you see a construction worker filling, like depositing a check, wearing his hard hat at the bank. Right, so right. I was looking around to see if there was an Indian right, there. Or people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, the bank robbery does not go well. One of the guys buys it in the chest. Um, they kill a cop. It's a whole thing. And then they, they're arresting Keanu Reeves afterwards. Um, John C. McGinley's like pissed and they're arresting him. But then Angelo, Angelo punches his boss in the face. Which I also, feel like they're, they're arresting him. They're arresting him, but they don't, I mean, don't they know, aren't these agents supposed to give a kind of a report of what they're up to? Like he's, off the grid? 
Yeah. Why would they not know exactly. that something's up and he's compromised? Exactly. They don't know anything. It's a it's a weird turn there. But they're they allow Angelo to give him a ride. And he's like, don't make him go in the black and whites. How about I just give him a ride to jail? And they're like, oh, I knew you'd want to do that, you piece of shit. But go ahead. So <laughs> this is after he punched his boss. Right, his uh, boss says, yeah. all right, go ahead. Bring yeah. him into the station. So yeah. he drives him. But instead, he's like, look, I know where they're going. But the thing is, we can't shoot him. We can't talk to him. We can't arrest him. What we got to do is buy him a puppy and take him aside and just sing him a lullaby. They go They go to Santa Monica Airport. They confront Bodie. Roach gets the drop on Angelo. Wastes him. There's a lot of shooting. Turtle from, Turtle from uh, North Shore gets shot. It's just basically a bloodbath. But they take they take off in the plane. They're flying to San San Felipe. Johnny Utah's with them, and they they get to altitude, and they're like, "All right, this is where we say via con Dios, my friend." And they push Roach out of the plane, even though he's bleeding to death. And Bodie's like, "Hey, I'm out of here too." And then he does a weird thing. He has a gun in his hand, and I guess because it would be dangerous to skydive and do your ice dancing with the gun, he's like, "I don't need this anymore." <laughs> And he, but instead of just like throwing it out of the plane so that the FBI guy couldn't get it, he just like flops it down right next to him. Uh, I think that was the shot of him skydiving for real. Oh, okay. Yeah. He, he dives out and then what does Keanu do? Just what any sane individual FBI agent would do. Just <laughs> even, he grabs though, a gun. even though he knows the town that they're getting dropped in and he could easily have the pilot who's not involved in their plan right. radio someone. He goes, nah, I'm going to grab this 44 yeah. Magnum and I'm going to dive out of the plane. I've, 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 I've been skydiving once in my life before. I think I got the hang of it. Yes, exactly. Right. He, Dives out of the plane with no parachute, only to encounter Bodhi in the sky. What are the odds of them making that connection? Remember a few years ago when that maniac jumped out of a plane and landed in a um, net? You guys remember that? He jumped out of the plane with no parachute and landed in that and they had it like they had like all these scientists working on it and they did the math right. meanwhile johnny utah just dives out and he's like i'll find him somewhere no, this is, i won the rose bowl three years <laughs> ago i think i'll get him. his um, plan what this is what i this is what i was wondering right so uh uh keanu already told bodie that his buddy's going to die. The reason why he's so cold is because he's losing blood and he's going to die. And he was the one carrying the money. So why would, why exactly would Utah, why would his plan be to go to the very alive guy and quarrel with him in the middle of the air, other than just going to the other guy, because you know, he's going to die and he's got a free parachute and he's got all the money. Right. That's oh, a that's good a good point. point. Yeah, he could try. Well, they did throw him out earlier, but you're right. And then he catches him, and then we get a false <laughs> do- we get a false dilemma situation where he's hanging on to Bodie, and Bodie's like, "Well, we're either both co- you either have to drop the gun that you're holding because it's impossible for you to pull the shoot while holding that gun, or we're both going <laughs> to die." Why would yeah. Bodie, who's wearing a parachute, not just pull the parachute and just have gravity? Right. 
pull Keanu Reeves away from him <laughs> to his own peril. And also, why didn't they just kill him in the first place? Why are they, yes. why are they yeah, bringing this FBI agent along? Because he's a dance fighter. He's into production. He, he's a big, dramatic performer. So he needed to do this. Well, all of this was set up because Lori Petty is being held hostage. And if Swayze doesn't show up at a certain point, they're going to kill her. Somehow he needed um, he needed Utah to go on this big adventure with him. I have no idea yeah, what confusing. the I don't know if he ever explained that why he needed uh, Utah alive. I don't know. And and also, why would they bring Lori Petty to the the desert if they were not planning on uh, Johnny Utah even being with them because they didn't <laughs> give him a parachute? Right. That's a really good point. And also something something that struck me back at the airport is Johnny basically gets Angelo murdered, his partner. Yes. yes. Over a girl he's known for like three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Does, does and, he have some guilt about that maybe? And also I, I did write down, I see, I think when Papas is talking to McGinley – He's doing the thing where he definitely ad libbed and he loves pointing out how much older he is than yeah, others. Yeah. He wrote, I was on the force when you were popping zits on your face and jacking off to the lingerie section of the Sears catalog. I like that line. <laughs> I like that line a lot. <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost like a, a Saturday Night Live character. Like it's yeah, the like guy he always points out. The, the guy that says that that says one more thing than he should have, and it it's that one creepy thing that leaves you feeling really bad about what what was just said. It's so good. Um, so they. They get they land in San Felipe or whatever, and uh, and Tyler's in lingerie. Bodie releases her, and then they're like, "Hey, they get the money off Rosie, and then they're like, "Hey, we got to bury him." Ah, fuck it, we can't just leave him there. And so they just leave him in the desert. <laughs> yeah. Their their buddy, and they don't really spend much time mourning Ro- Roach. Is my point. And then- so who, who gets away? It's just. Tobias Beecher and yeah. Bodie. And then, that's it. Yes. But then we find out after that um, that that uh, Johnny Utah has he's found Tobias Beecher didn't even make it out of Mexico. He picked a knife fight with the wrong guy or something. And he he goes th- to the one place that Bodie has announced to everyone he will go, Bell's Beach, for the fifty year storm. How about you just sit that one out? You know the FBI's looking for you. There's probably <laughs> lots of, and also, by the way, unsurfable. Like the conditions are just beyond. How about you just go hang out on a beach somewhere? You got the money. There's probably lots of good waves in lots of places. You don't have to go to the one place you know that they're going to find you. 50-year storm. The, for the 50-year storm. Um, and once again, Keanu Reeves, completely unbothered by rain. Like, Bodie, he's in his wetsuit. He's getting ready to go into the ocean to yeah. surf. He's Keanu's in third world tuxedo. He's in denim jacket yeah. and jeans. And I, I, that I made that exa- the worst. I made that exact comment while we were watching. That's it, a great choice of uh, of attire: denim on denim in a pouring rainstorm. I, how about nothing the, worse than wet jeans? How about this contract? These guys, these guys have a feeling, you know. Um, when uh, Busey was alive, they have a feeling that these guys are going to hit a bank, right? Yeah. But they, they 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 choose to go just the two of them with no backup, right? But for Keanu to get one guy off of one beach 
he brings in a hundred law enforcement people and they were all Americans. But also where were they while he was brawling? While he, well, when Bodie almost (laughs) drowned him in the surf. So he walks up and there's like 87 guys checking out the waves. He gets in a full on death battle with Bodie and no one, no one comes up. Hey, those guys are fighting over there. Should we do something about it? Like he's, that guy's trying to drown that other guy. Should we, we're just going to watch. None of those guys show up. And then immediately after he handcuffs him, there's like helicopters and like hundreds of guys. Like where were those guys four minutes before that? Was he like, (laughs) just let me go along. You guys come after, come a little bit later. Don't, you don't No rush. We're only like trying to, catch this bank robber guy that's killed a cop. Uh, don't worry about it. No big deal. No hurry. Uh, but then, then in a very unsatisfying ending to what is a great movie, he sends him out to, to surf his final wave where we can only assume he's drowned by the, the massive surf. Well, let, and that's, and that's, that's the problem, right? Let's send them out into a wave where there's no way in hell we'll ever find the body. So we yeah. will never be able to verify if he's dead. And, and, I will say this, whoever was in charge of the backup, the biggest spaz of the movie, like he, you could tell he was going to sell this role, this little speaking part as much as he could. He was kind of like the, uh, get him a body bag. Yeah, he he yeah, was like, he that spastic. And he was the one who was like, you let him go. Yeah. And then in Keanu Reeves is like, yeah. no, I didn't let him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that brings us. And to, then, we, yes. then he, he he chucks his badge. Yeah, he quits. Yeah. He gives Why? Up. He gives up. I don't. Who knows? He only joined the FBI to, to solve one case. Right, but that's now, it. But now he surfs every day. Like he's his life has taken a different direction. He and he learned that from Bodie. That's the so takeaway. This, this is this is an along came Polly situation. Exactly. He's learned to loosen exactly. up. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. That's a really good. Really good corollary to a movie that I only just saw like three weeks ago. Uh, okay, it's we're down. We finished the movie, but we need to answer the very most important question. Who's that loud cover? start with you jason stewart point break who is the loudest comer in the well movie? i mean point break. i i, I kind of just gave it away it's the it's the guy at the very end it's a, it's the it's the law enforcement officer that just spazzes out yeah. on on Keanu. Yeah. okay law enforcement yeah. guy extra uh ed daly point break who is the loudest comer in the film point break well i mean there are some candidates uh, Lori Petty for sure, Bodie for sure, uh, Tobias Beecher. I could I could see something happening with him, but it's the guy I knew all along. That would be the Greek fella, Pappas. He's Gary Busey's the loudest comer for sure. Um, not for me. For me, it's Bodie Bodie Zotfa, Patrick Swayze when he jumps up uh, when he does a bank robbery and he's like, all right, we're the dead presidents. It's like, he's on stage. <laughs> he loves the attention. He, he's, he's got this whole team of people around him all the time that worship him. There's no way that when this guy lets one go, that he doesn't fucking style it for an extended period of time where he is just 100% 
your adrenaline. <laughs> Bodhisattva. Patrick Swayze is the loudest comer. Okay, you guys have anything else to add? I do. Uh, I got. Uh, uh, oh, you got. It. Jason didn't have a of his, get, get, Didn't get a couple of his zingers in there. Let's hear it, Jason. Zingers. No, no, just kind of an afterthought here um, in context, knowing how like cult classic this movie became, it was the fourth biggest movie that weekend that it came out. Yeah. Really? Prior, prior it's a, it's a to classic. Terminator oh, 2. I thought it was big. Terminator 2 was released the week before, and that was the biggest movie okay, of the I year. Heard of it? Di- directed by Cameron, who was a producer on this, and he helped write the, he, he helped write the he ending of the movie. The yeah, he was married to the director. Yes. But do you know the other movies that uh, that were ahead? Okay. Of so ninety one, uh, is that like Beaches or something like that? Wow, what a what a pull! I I just don't think you guys will get this. Well, maybe the first one, Boys in the Hood, classic. Oh, okay, that was a big. great one, right? Yeah. But the other two, regarding Henry. Oh, oh that's that's that's, what, that's the Harrison Ford. We get special. shot. And, He's special. Yes. He, it's yeah, yeah it's the mm-hmm. flowers for Algernon written by JJ Abrams that was his big break yeah so regarding Henry Boys in the Hood and uh Terminator 2 finished ahead of point break in its opening weekend is there uh-huh. anybody in Hollywood that's done almost everything exclusively terribly that's more highly regarded than JJ Abrams I uh, I used to watch Alias, but I think that was mainly so I could look at Jennifer Garner. Yeah, what a honey. Uh, okay, excellent job all the way around, guys. I really next, next week. What's oh yeah next week? So next, at, per a suggestion from one of the listeners, we will re- be reviewing John Travolta in Urban Cowboy next week. Available on yes. Netflix, so watch yeah, it and. Netflix. Yeah, send us your opinions, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com or leave us a voicemail, 949-464-TBLS for special guest Jason Stewart, for guest host and author, Heroes and Jerks, available on Amazon at Daily. My name is Brian Beckner. This has been episode 327 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. We will see you next week. Goodbye. The lifestyle's baller Podcasts getting bigger and not smaller Broadcasting weekly, that's what we do With Easy Ed Daily and the man Jay Stew And Brian Beckner quick to dissect The week in sports, the culture, and whatever You and me, talking loud covers Conundrums, my brothers Reviewing some movies and shows and the others Top podcast, man, no one is above us Five star, even the haters will love us And we're not trying to talk politics a lot We'd much rather talk about dicks a lot Shit's so hot, man, you know the shit's on top Top podcast, man, it really hits the spot. Listen up, you players and shot callers. TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. And you know the show is so flawless. TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. Listen up, you players and shot callers. TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. And you know the show is for all us. TBLS, the lifestyle's baller.